0: Hello, I'm Mary Beard,
1: and these are the books of my life. So trust me, plenty of people have tried, but to my mind at least, Mary Beard remains the only person who can make ancient history interesting. Who else really would you want to hear from about the Greeks and the Romans than Mary Beard? Professor of Classics at Cambridge University the Royal Academy of Arts Professor of Ancient Literature and Classics Editor of the Times Literary Supplement. Mary, of course, achieved national treasure status in the UK years ago, and the rest of the world is quickly cottoning on. After we met at the Jaipur Literature Festival, and a quick aside here, I'm sorry for the noise, it does get incredibly stressful there, I went straight to the bookshop to try and pick up her 2017 bestseller, Women in Power, A Manifesto. No chance. they are sold out within the first couple of days. Mary might be the author of 18 books, the host of countless TV series, and an officer of the Order of the British Empire, but I'm sure the thing that we're all really drawn to is Mary's utter commitment to authenticity. She doesn't appear to have changed a jot in her transition from scholar to TV star, and I know she'd absolutely hate that word, but it is honestly the right one. If you enjoyed this episode of Books of My Life, please do subscribe. We'd love to have you with us every week. And don't forget to send us the books of your life to our very own email address, booksofmylife at ae. Enough from me. Here's Mary Beard on the books that changed her life. I asked Mary Beard if she had time to read these days for pleasure or if it was all just academic stuff.
0: Uh, the truth is I can't remember. I mean, I have pleasurably read some things that I was asked to read. Uh, that's certainly true. And I, I recently I read something I would never have thought I would have read in any way and it was because I was going to interview the author. Uh, it was Philip Pullman's trilogy, His Dark Materials, and I always thought I didn't like fantasy literature, but you know, if I was going to talk to Pullman, I had to read this. I I, I, I or to claim you know, sort of for the second time, um, but I'd been pretty scanty before, and, uh, and that was an extraordinary. Although I found the, the the subject matter, you know, fantasy literature isn't quite me. I thought I thought Pullman is is such a brilliant storyteller. You know, I got a lot out of it. I got a lot
1: that's great, yeah. So we're all kind of about trying to find as many recommendations for our listeners as possible. So even though they may not be for pleasure, what's currently on your bedside table?
0: Um, Germaine Greer's um, essay on rape. You're
1: going to have to tell me, how are you, how are you finding that? Uh,
0: it's a very short book, and it's been, it's been hyped and attacked quite a lot beyond what it deserves. It is a, 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 an essay, basically an essay, which raises some really interesting questions about rape. Um, the trouble is that, that Jermaine Greer is, is a kind of the world's greatest controversialist. And every time she goes out to speak about it, she makes it sound as if it is hugely, hugely offensive to every feminist. Well, it, there are bits of it which are annoying about her view of what rape is and how we, how we should punish it or not punish it and so on but it's actually a rather because she's very smart it's a rather clever reflection on rape but it's been surrounded by um, absolutely ridiculous claims that you know she's saying that you know rape is just sex you know? <laughs> she doesn't say that at all
1: well, yeah, I, I, I do feel that uh, increasingly uh, <laughs> Jemaine Greer seems very weary of the controversy it's almost as if you know everything that she says gets taken slightly out of context at the moment
0: she, I, that's one way of putting it I mean I think I, I, you know, I was you know, the female unit was what turned me uh, on to feminism so I will I will never sell Jermaine Greer down the river um, you know, she also thrives on the controversy you know um, and I think that you know in some ways she's been a controversialist for 50 years and she doesn't know how not to be yes
1: and I'm sure done done very well out of this as well um, Mary I wanted to go back a little bit um can you remember the the sort of the first book that had a really profound impact on your life? I, I dare say, book's probably the wrong word. I imagine it's going to be something like a text or a poem from antiquity.
0: Uh, no, no, no. If you kind of go back to you know, what I first remember reading, I, you know, we're back in Beatrix Potter land yeah. now, and you know, I can't I can't intellectualise this, but I do remember being absolutely hooked by a not particularly well-known story by Beatrix Potter the the tale of the big bad rabbit I think it's called and anyway what happens in it is really violent Uh, and some poor bunny gets in some ways which I now can't recall horribly torn apart and I remember uh, that kind of pleasure you have in in stories that are sort of transgressive. I remember always asking my mum to read it to me as a bedtime story, and yet not wanting to hear it, because it was so frightening. And so that kind of edginess, as I say, I could not tell you now what happened. I have some vague memory of the pictures, but I could not tell you what happened. But I know, I can remember the feeling uh, of being excited Really wanting to hear it again and again, and yet not being able to bear to to hear it.
1: Excited by the concept of story for the first time.
0: I mean, I guess so. And I I guess that I was actually exposed to all kinds of stories, Uh, but this this was something which. Well, it it is about, I think the the kind of edginess and the awkwardness and the ambivalence of you know of of literature and stories because you don't want them to be cozy, Uh, and yet you also know oh help this is you know should I be listening to this there's something ter- I know something terrible is about to happen <laughs> so it was my kind of introduction yeah. in its rabbit world so you um,
1: you mentioned your mother there um as someone who who read to you as a child um presumably you grew up in in a, in a fairly literary household is that right or not
0: well, I grew up in a household with quite a lot of books. My mum was a school teacher, my dad was an architect and we lived miles away from, you know, um, yeah, the metropolis in the UK in rural Shropshire. And, yeah, I, I, I suppose I thought that books were, were, were an essential, you know, tool of domestic life, really. Yeah, and... Um And what came next
1: as you got slightly older? Did you you, uh,
0: sort of progress uh, onto the classics quite quickly? I don't think I did, really. I mean, I I, I remember that I became, maybe this is diagnostic, I was an avid reader of non-fiction. So you give me an encyclopedia And I would read articles about all kinds of things that you know, know, the Wars of the Roses. You know (laughs) what on earth are they? Um, uh, And so there was a kind of pleasure in the written fact. I now don't see it as fact, but in in you know the written word telling you things about how the world was or had been. And I, I I think that I wasn't one of those kids that devoured fiction. I read fiction. But, uh, you know, I wasn't the kind of child that sat down age 13 and read The whole of Jane Austen because they couldn't bear not to have read the next one. Um, I, I was much more like a non-fiction girl um, in origin.
1: I think, that, I think there will be a lot of listeners uh, relieved to hear that uh, they're in uh, their own cahoots with you about not reading very much at, at, at that age. Um, can you remember, though, I mean, uh, you know, if, if, if there was a book... Um, there was a book that you've read later in life which you wish you had read at that age. What would that be?
0: Well, I think there is one that I did, in fact, read when I was young. OK. Um, because, you know, I wasn't entirely immune from the great works of fiction. It's just that I didn't, I didn't sort of overdose on them. Uh, you know, and I, I remember the first time I read Jane Eyre. <laughs> uh, Charlotte what Bronte's did Jane Eyre. What well, I mean, it's a very interesting book for me because it, I've you know, read it several times subsequently and you of know, course it changes each time you read it. And you know, I remember when I first read it, I read it, I was so impressed with it. I, I thought, I want to learn this book by heart. I want to be able to say, I, mean, I, I did try, but I was soon defeated. <laughs> uh, but you know, then I, I had an extraordinarily romantic view of this. And, you know, Reader, I married him or whatever. You know, that was, oh, wow. You know? And I thought that the first Mrs. Rochester in the Attic was a real encumbrance to true happiness. And, of course, as you could read it later, you start to think, well, actually, so what was it with the first Mrs. Rochester in the Attic? And, you know, is, is this story quite as simple and upbeat? And, you know, is it really a triumph of love well yeah in a way it is but my goodness it's awkward and difficult and you see the people who are uh, who are excluded by these stories like the first mrs rochester so it's I and mean, i think it's a kind of book that you read time and time again uh, and you know each time it seems different obviously. and it's obviously
1: a bit of a doorstop as well are you um do you, have, do you have a sort of uh, a history of, uh, of, of not finishing any uh, <laughs> any books?
0: Uh, well, I rather like short books, I have to say. Yes, me too. I mean, and I think that I'm, I am quite puzzled. I mean, Jane Eyre isn't the worst, you know, there are many bigger offenders than Jane Eyre. Um, uh, I, I am now slightly puzzled by uh, our attraction still, you know, in a world of, you know, people say limited extent... Tension span, social media, and yet we still love a doorstopper. We still love a trilogy, um, uh, and I, I do get into I, you know I I do find myself entranced by by some, but you know, I think we rather underestimate uh, we we underestimate the pleasure of well, particularly the short story. You know, uh, you, know I, you know I can't say that I you know. I'm not an expert in the short story, but I do know that somehow one of the reasons we don't always take it seriously is because it's short.
1: Okay. Um, So, come on, I'm going to have to ask you very quickly. um, When did you get onto Homer?
0: Um, I got into Homer first when I was a kid. I mean, before I'm eleven, because my mum, my dad played a part in this too, but but my mum was particularly key you know, told me the stories from Homer. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I went uh, to senior school and started to learn Greek. And, you know, Homer was one of... The Odyssey was one of the first things I read in real Greek. And it was... It was a kind of eye-opener in terms of the excitement of... You know, how could something that was that was composed if not written you know know, well over two thousand years ago you know how could it be so so in in enchanting so um i learned it both from tales from homer but also from then it being the first thing i read in greek itself
1: um, I can't believe we've already come, uh, come to the end so quickly which is a real shame um, I'd love to sort of carry on this conversation uh, indefinitely um, but one question that we do like to ask everyone is if you could take uh, three books with you uh, away either to a desert island or for a year abroad uh, what would they be and I think I'm going to have to ban the classics for you
0: oh because I always choose the Odyssey right <laughs> I don't want to take the Iliad but I would always choose the Odyssey um, I I would actually take Jane Eyre. I wouldn't do the Desert Island Discs thing and have the complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible, although I might feel a touch regretful about that. Um, I I think that I I would look forward to to New Horizons, and I confess I haven't read Proust, and uh, I think I'd have to take that because I feel slightly guilty about it
1: again i think uh, a lot of us will be very pleased to find that you're uh, in in company with us um maybe those were the books of your life thank you so much I, I do hope your recommendations will uh encourage everyone to uh do that slightly old-fashioned thing put their phones down and pick up a book for a few hours every day thank you
0: thank you